I mean, I was just saying that, yeah, the, the, they're, they're the same, but there's obvious differences. I don't even know what I'm saying now, but um, we can cut this out, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spore the Warning podcast. This is review number 456 with a review of Wonder Woman. I am Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spore the Warning podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we are talking about the film Wonder Woman, uh, you know, the latest film in the DCU. Uh, so, to start us off, what, friends here on the podcast, is our thoughts, are our thoughts, on the DCU as a whole? Can we be the super friends? Uh, we <laughs> can be. Um, oh, guys, it's the DCEU, Uncle. <laughs> is it because it's... Not ex- since Brexit. Is it because it's extended it right. away? It, the E stands for extended away from the original films that were technically DC films that were super awesome when Christopher Nolan did them? Yes, that's like, that is, that e that is, is ex- having to hold up a lot of words on it. <laughs> that is a superhero's burden right there. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, St- Stephen Miller, why don't you start us off? Yeah, so I don't know if we're are we talking about like the film series only or the general like DC franchise? We're talking about films. Okay, we're talking we've, film. We've established not movies. Our, we're talking about films. We're, we're, we're talking like you know we, we've established on this podcast in the past that none of us read comics. So um, right, let's, let's stick to the cinematic universe. Okay, sure. Because my my initial thing is my main relationship with DC in general were Warner Brothers cartoons with Batman and the Justice League. Um, like that was actually how I've learned about all these characters. Maybe okay. it wasn't Warner Brothers, but you know those like they're like cool cartoons, like the Justice League cartoons with Batman and Wonder Woman and Superman and Aquaman fighting Lex Luthor and his like band of evil people. Um, and so like I always enjoyed those, and I loved Batman. But so far, the movies have been. Hit or miss for me. I, I, would, I wouldn't say I feel the way cr- most critics have just agreed that it all sucks <laughs> since the first Superman. And I've been, like, more sympathetic. Like, I at least moderately on an airplane enjoyed <laughs> Batman v Superman. Like, I had no problem with Batman v Superman. Yeah. I thought it was a totally fine movie just in the spirit of, like, the Tim Burton-y ones with a darker bent. But I didn't think it was, like, any dumber or any, like, less fun to watch than those kind of movies. Um wasn't a big fan of Suicide Squad, but in general, I'm I'm like very meh. I, I don't I don't like taking superheroes too seriously, and I feel like that's what they do. But I also think they're doing a good job. Like they're they're fine for two hours. Zack Snyder deserves less shit than he has been thrown. <laughs> uh, Carson, yes. Well, I agree with that. I mean, uh, we're gonna lose all these new subscribers now when uh, I say that you know I fully support the. I think that the DC movies so far, um, I've liked them better than the Marvel movies. I mean, I you know, <laughs> we go down this rabbit hole every time one of these movies comes out. I mean, there's always exceptions. Obviously, Marvel's track record is very solid. Um, it's just that, you know, ever since Avengers 1, I just haven't, you know, I just haven't been a fan of this, like, TV look that they adopted. Um you know, and they've got these insane budgets, but it just doesn't, the money doesn't look like it's on screen. Um, and I feel like at least the DCU, uh, the DCEU, whatever the fuck, um, 
like they at least are hiring people that have, you know, like a unique vision and they, you know, let them do their thing. And they, they actually look like real movies, you know, they look expensive and it looks like you're getting your money's worth. And, um, you know, and I just think that I like that aspect of it. Um, you know, and I, that's why I was behind, you know, I've been behind all the movies so far, you know, even Suicide Squad, because at that, you know, while that movie isn't perfect, it has a lot of charm. And uh, I like the fact that they're kind of tapping into this, like the old kind of superhero style of movies that came from like the 90s and the, the aughts. I mean, I like that style. I know that everyone has repressed that era and just completely forgotten about it. But uh, I'm a fan. And I think that the characters in the DC comic or in the DC movies are a lot cooler, like especially the villains. But where are stuff. the UN meetings, Carson? Oh, where are people meeting at the UN? Where are the people driving in all the black SUVs and just the boring, you know, sets and everything? I just don't know. I don't know, but I, I see. I, 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 yes, I like the you know obviously uh, Marvel uh, like they have their exceptions, um, and and like just recently with Guardians too, I thought they they kind of bucked that trend of where it, you know, it looked kind of cheap and that they, you know, that looked like a real movie again. And um, so I'm just, you know, I, I just like the, I like the DC movies for that reason uh, mostly. And, and the fact that they have this very strong vision, you know, attached to them. Oh yeah, so uh, for me, the DCEU, as Carson correctly stated it, um, I guess we're we're only we're only starting with Man of Steel. Um, that's why it's extended, I guess, because mm-hmm. you know, forget all those good movies that Christopher Nolan. Yeah, made. we're in the Steel Age now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I loved Man of Steel. Man of Steel is fantastic. Like all the things that people complain about it, I just loved every moment of it. Um, Batman v Superman. Didn't quite deliver on what I hoped for. Um, you know, there were some moments of fun, but it was also sort of a ridiculous movie, and I wasn't super on board with it. Um, Suicide Squad, like most of the universe, wasn't super excited for it. But uh, I, I was genuinely pretty excited for what we were going to potentially get with uh, Wonder Woman here, um, but that would be getting ahead of myself if I were to say anything about that. <clears throat> Don't um, do that. But yeah, in general, I, I'm, I'm rooting for DCU, DCEU. Like, I, I, I don't want the only things that exist in the film world that are big and spectacular to be Star Wars and Marvel. I'd be happy, more than happy, for the DCEU to, like, you know, thrive and become big and, like, have their own films that come out every year. Because, you know, you got to mix it up a little bit, Chris right? Chris Pine needs to make some money, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, totally. I mean, he, he went DC and Star Trek, and he just... <laughs> pulled out marvel and star wars (laughs) um but 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 yeah so uh yeah so that that, that's that's my quick general thoughts on the dc eu um yeah but uh you ready to get into get out of the marvel or not the marvel get out (laughs) of the dc eu and get into the latest film in the dc eu you guys ready for our review of wonder Woman? i'm so ready i'm ready (laughs) Count me the fuck in. All right, we're going to take a little break here while you listen to the trailer for Wonder Woman, and then we're going to come back and give you our review. The gods gave us many gifts. One day you'll know them all. This is where we keep them. It's beautiful. Who would wield it? Only the fiercest among us even could. 
And that is not you, Diana. You will train her harder than any Amazon before her. Five times harder. Ten times harder. Never let your guard down. You expect the battle to be fair! Until she is better than even you. But she must never know the truth about what she is. Who are you? It is our sacred duty to defend the world. Right. Whoever you are, you are in more danger than you think. Be careful, Diana. If no one else will defend the world, then I must. Welcome to jolly old London. It's hideous. Yeah, it's not for everybody. Stay back. Or maybe not. Else you want to show me? What are you? I am Diana of Themyscira, daughter of Hippolyta. In the name of all that is good, your wrath upon this world is over. Yep, that's not gonna work. Put, please put the sword down. It doesn't go with the outfit. At all. All right, so that was the trailer for Wonder Woman. Uh, basic premise, there's this sweet little island of these Amazon women who are super badass and kick the shit out of anybody who needs the shit kicking out of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day, you know, during World War One, a pilot somehow discovers this island that's been protected by this magical force field. And uh, that informs the people on the island that, hey, there's this crazy war to end all wars happening all over the world. And uh, we might need the help of people who, you know, are skilled at stopping evil forces. And, uh, yeah, our hero, Wonder Woman, goes and joins uh, some forces and tries to stop this big evil force that is potentially ruining the planet. Uh, Stephen Miller. Nailed it. Nailed it. If you're, if you're done with that, LaCroix. <laughs> LaCroix, oh, please. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, what did you think of Wonder Woman? Right. So I should I should preface, I think in like recent superhero reviews, I've alluded to the fact that I'm getting some fatigue when it comes to the superhero movie, like the superhero origin film. I mean, there are just things they always have to do that it just comes with the territory. There's going to be a little more exposition they w- I, than I want. There's going to be kind of a character arc where I already know where the arc is leading, but we have to go through it because we need to see how the regular person becomes a hero. Blah, blah, blah. There, there are always things that, like, I wish I could just fast forward to the end and get to the cool <laughs> part, and I know we need to sit through for it to be a complete film. Um, so Wonder Woman has those things. It, I need to grade it on the curve of superhero origin film, And on that curve, I would say this is like an extremely good superhero origin movie. Um, I think 
Diana is a great character. I think Gal Gadot plays her very well, or Gal Gadot. Uh, Gal Gadot. I think we haven't. Gal Gadot sounds like a villain in like Dote. Legend of Zelda or something. Like <laughs> I'm fighting Gal Gadot. <laughs> is it like the same pronunciation if you thought the T was silent, but with the T? So just Dote. Dote. Maybe I don't know. Gal, Anyways, Gal Gadot. More yeah. like anyway. Gal, more like Gal Gadot. Am I right? Ha. <laughs> anyway, I I think she's a like a. A great hero. Uh, she definitely plays this line very well between being the the ass kicking perfect hero that Superman is, but being more of kind of a flawed human character because she is in the world of men and she's bemused by the world of men and she doesn't quite know how to behave and she has her own share of, if not delusion, she at least has like a sort of idealized view of the world that is going to get threatened over the course of the film. Uh, so I, I think she's a great mixture of what I do like about these high and mighty superheroes like Superman and what I like about the more human heroes like Batman. Um, my only complaint really with this film is that it definitely feels the need to give you all of that exposition dump. And it does so by bringing you through like a few very different stories of like someone's upbringing in this magical world that has very little to do with our current world and then they're like exposure to the world of mankind and then the big bad scene in the end. And th there were moments in this when I really just wanted to like skip ahead to the bigger character moments and ignore all the kind of fluffy, fluffy period piece stuff that I kind of feel like I've, I've seen enough before. Um, but any, once it gets through all the kind of the perfunctory superhero beats of seeing her as a child and seeing her training and seeing how she enters the world of man, I, I just really like the dynamic of this movie. I think, they definitely DC tried this time to go a little bit more humorous than they have in other ones. Like the Chris Pine mostly exists to be if he's more than comic relief, but he definitely is the foil upon which like comic lightness happens in this movie. His interactions with Diana uh, make up most of the laughs in the film. And it definitely adds a kind of tenderness to the movie that makes it a little bit more human and a little bit less extravagant. And I think that's good because even though the action in here is very cool, I think it, it's very 300 ish uh, Zack Snyder sorts of cool, like lots of slow-mo, lots of kind of crazy choreography happening with characters looking on in awe as someone is leaping out of a building and kicking a person in the face. Um, <laughs> it does. Yeah, it, suffers, it suffers from that same thing I would say Man of Steel suffers from, which is when you have a godlike character fighting other maybe or maybe not godlike characters. I don't want to spoil things, but like when you have godlike characters on screen, you don't know the rules, so you don't know the stakes of anything that is happening to them. So can I, can I jump in just real fast? Mm -hmm. Because clearly the thing that sets off everything in motion in this film is that other Amazonians, uh, that's the proper term for them, mm -hmm. uh, bullets kill them. Yeah. Like you die when you get hit with a bullet. Right. And Wonder Woman is kicking ass. She's super badass. But she's also deflecting bullets with pieces of metal, shield, mm -hmm. armor, stuff like that. She never gets hit with a bullet, right? Like she's – As far as I know. It's, so technically she is not godlike. Like there's never a moment where like you know a bullet hits mm -hmm. her in the eye and she just stares it down and it bounces away. Like she is just heightened in her abilities. Like we don't know that aspect to the rules. Like she just – is super badass. Like it's Maybe, the equivalent to like yeah. a samurai swinging a sword and knocking bullets out of the air, right? I, I got the sense from it, and like in spoilers, we can see whether that was vindicated or not, that like 
this is a person where I don't know the rules of what they can or can't do, and I also don't know what will or won't hurt them. Yeah, yeah, but and, and from, that kind from, of informs from her own knowledge. Sure, yeah, of course, she understands that if a bullet hits her, she's going to die like other people who may have died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just and then be reincarnated as a cartoon. Um, <laughs> but it, that was a deep, a deep cut for a movie this actress did. But anyway, all I'm saying is when when you have these. Uh, superheroes in the more literal sense like they have powers beyond what a normal hero has i occasionally get lost in the choreography because i i can't like calibrate how dangerous or how cool different things are because i don't know like can she deflect a thousand bullets can she deflect a hundred thousand bullets right like i I don't really know (laughs) what the what the rules are here and so a a strength of this film i think is it it doesn't focus on the action for the sake of the cool factor it focuses on it more in the aftermath and in the response other people have to it. Like it grounds it very much in this person coming into this world and representing an ideal among people who like really need this ideal. And I think that made it very nice because it kept it kept it more in the the human element in the story, kept me grounded, even when the action is going bonkers off the wall, as in the third act it kind of starts to do. Um, so basically, I, I think this movie had a really good balance of nice light characters hardcore action and kind of like the classic superhero mold of this is a character who really stands for truth and love and goodness and is like an epitome they are a representation of some deep human ideals and the the battle they wage is not like oh being a hero is hard i feel sad it's really like good versus evil how do i feel in the world of man right and i I think it reaches for those kind of high philosophic notes and it nails them well. So I think as a superhero movie, this was great. Definitely like among the among the best, I think, that I've seen in the last, you know, many years of superhero films. I am just like a little stale on the conceit of superhero origin movie. So really like this movie, more excited about the next Wonder Woman or Justice League movie where they can use her without having to show me how she learns how to be a hero. Yeah. Carson Patrick, you have already been enjoying the DCEU. Um, is this another film that is on par with those ones? Um, uh, what did you think of it? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I love this movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think, uh, I mean, Team DC all day long, man. I mean, sorry, haters. Also starring Robin Wright. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I... Look, I mean, I think it just comes down to the fact that, you know, like I said earlier, which was like these movies just they feel like they feel so big and expensive and rich. And like, that's what you want out of like a movie like this. And, um, you know, yes, it's another origin story, but I felt like they handled it, you know, really well. I mean, yes, we have to get through a lot of the expositional stuff in the beginning. Um, I didn't mind that because I thought the, you know, the the location of the island and just the, you know, the overall look of it was so cool that like it, it, you know, I didn't care that like for the first, you know, five to 10 minutes, there's this really terrible child actor playing the young Diana Prince. <laughs> How um, dare you, sir? And just, what accent were they using? That again, was, I, so, I was trying to figure that out the whole movie. Yeah. I mean, that was another thing too. I mean, again, sorry, Amazon but like that. Amazon accent. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. I mean, it was funny that they, they kind of all had different accents, which made me question why Robin Wright was even speaking with an accent because like 
first of all, like, I mean, Robin Wright is a terrific actor, but like that accent, she wasn't fooling anybody. Like that was terrible. Um, luckily her and the little girl, obviously they don't last very long in this movie. So that's, <laughs> that's okay. Um, I'm sure I'll get bleep, but you know, whatever. I like, I like giving Chris things to do, you know, so whatever. Uh, I mean, but... it's, it's, it's in the trailer. Oh, I didn't know. So, okay. It's, okay. The, it's like the inciting event that sends Gal Gadot off to do her things. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Um, cause I, I didn't There's see a that. There's war long- coming. <laughs> I didn't see that longer trailer. So, um, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, like I, it's, so it was weird that like, I don't know why she just didn't talk in just her regular voice. Like just because everyone else kind of had like, was just talking and kind of in their regular voices. So I don't know. That was just, but again, like these are very small things, you know, they're, they get, they get that stuff out of the way early on. And, uh, you know, once Chris Pine shows up, you know, and the things, the inciting incidences start happening, you know, once things get going, it, it, it really takes off. Like, I mean, this is just a really entertaining movie. Um, like, I just I can't get over like how fucking good this movie looks like that like this movie was you know reportedly 150 million dollars spent on it a budget you know and Civil Bro had a 250 million dollar budget and this that looked way worse than this like that looks so like it, it felt like they spent way more money on Wonder Woman like it felt like this movie was like 800 million dollars or something like it well, just they, was they, they save money on the costume design because those Amazons don't wear a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good, good humor. Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, but like, I mean, it's just like everything about this is just, it's just like, I, it it reminded me a lot of like the movie, The Rocketeer. Like I just came out of this movie was like, this movie is Rocketeer as fuck, man. Like a very like Joe Johnston-y vibe, you know, which is funny since he directed the first Captain America. um, And obviously Wonder Woman and Captain America share a lot of similarities, um, you know, just in characters and in these these origin movies. But man, this blows Captain America 1 out of the water. Like, way, like, this is way better than that. Um, and I thought, you know, um, Captain America 1 is like a one of the better Marvel movies and actually looks, you know, good and stuff. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, so that was just, that was like a, just a huge plus. Like, all the, all the, like, World War One set design and stuff and just like the whole like the vibe of it like the obviously i mean i feel like uh patty jenkins has inserted like you know her own qualities into this movie but i mean it's very obvious that Zack snyder set the tone for this entire universe um as steven mentioned you know this the action scenes are very like 300 ish um but they're they're just so fun to watch and it's like Again, it's like, you know, it's it's nice to see a movie that you can actually, like, action scenes you can actually see, you know, that they're traditionally shot and not, you know, on a fucking shaky cam or whatever, and you're just like, I don't know what's going on. Um, the geography is definitely very clear in these fights. Yeah. Like that, that is a cool thing. Like, you feel the impact of every every hit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it, and it also doesn't hurt that, you know, every time she busts into a fight scene... They're playing like the the badass Wonder Woman theme. <laughs> it is so, so badass. I was like, I was like, oh, just, <laughs> they could have played that the whole fucking movie, and I would have been like, oh. it just it gets you very amped up. Um, and that's the other thing too is about the DC movies is that they have very memorable scores. I mean, 
you know, Marvel, I couldn't, I couldn't even, you know, hum you the theme to a Marvel movie. Um, like the actual score like this, I mean, with the Wonder Woman theme, like when they introduced that and in, in Batman vs Superman, that was just like, whoa, that was, that was cool. You know, that was instantly memorable. Um, so yeah, anytime like there, she's busting out into fight scenes was super fun. And, um, all the CGI is, is like really well done. You know, it's not, it doesn't feel like it's standing out, you know, it's, 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 it's blended well. And, and, uh, I liked, uh, you know, I didn't have any problems with like the third act. I know everyone, even in this movie, it was like, well, it still shits the bed. Do you see third act? Bleh. Um, I don't know. Like I didn't have a problem with that. Like I, you know, we can talk about it in spoilers, but, um, yeah, let's just say that it's, it happens on an airport tarmac and it's way better than that airport fight scene in civil bro. Like that's for sure. <laughs> way better. A thousand times better. Like that is, you know, again, it's the same type of thing where they're, they're in this just like giant open space, but it doesn't just feel like this bland, empty thing. Like it's at night, there's fucking shadows and darkness and there's the, the crazy like world war one hangers and stuff. And like, there's just all, there's, there's a lot of great attention to detail and not just like, I don't know. It just like that. That's what I really like about these movies. It just feels like there is a little more extra care put into it. Now I'm sure, you know, a lot of people will disagree with that and I, that's fine. Like, I mean, there's care put into like the Marvel movies, but I feel like in different areas, you know, like I, I don't know that just the, the idea of, you know, they want to have it all linked up in this, that it's happening in the same universe. And I get that, but just, I don't know. I just can't that real like concrete, parking garage look i just i don't know that just is so like just unappealing to my eyeballs like i i want to have like something that looks like i can actually grab onto you know like it like uh so yeah like i i just i just really appreciate that level of uh detail and everything that they put into into the dc movies um so yeah i mean that's that's really all I'll say now, like, obviously the, the cast is great. Gal Gadot and Chris Pine have great chemistry. Chris Pine is very funny in this movie. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, he's pretty much the MVP. Like, I, I don't know if that's scandalous to say, but, uh, like he really does kind of walk away with the movie in a lot of scenes. Um, but that's not to say that Gal Gadot isn't like, she's very funny too. And she has a lot of very comical fish out of water moments. Um, that are just played really well. Like, and, 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 you know, this movie is just so, it does have a lighter tone than, than, uh, than Batman or V Superman or, or suicide squad. But, you know, it's still that same kind of goofy, like early two thousands vibe. Like Patty Jenkins could have like, this could have been released in like 2005. Like they could have been like, all right, guys, monster was fucking dope. Now here you can have Wonder Woman. Like that that's like it doesn't feel like any time has passed between those two movies. So I anyway, I I liked it. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> yeah, so as as Carson mentioned, there are like uncanny similarities between um this film and the the first um Captain America film. And I think when Captain America came out, 
uh, I, I instantly hated the character. <laughs> the character got on my nerves. <laughs> like, you know, sure, he, he's like Superman. You know, he's try, trying to stand for truth, justice in the American way or whatever. But, like, it, he was just this annoying brat who wanted to go out and do this thing for reasons that we don't quite understand. He's just like, I'm a little guy and I want to, like, save the world. And, and then, like, he gets this monstrous power that makes him basically this invulnerable being. And he sort of uses that to get this goal that he wants. But, like, I never really believed in the motivation of that character. I just saw him as this annoying guy who, like, has this personality that you just kind of want to punch him in the face, except for he's a massive guy and you would never punch him. Because yeah, you it would, would hurt die. your fist too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would be like the classic thing where like you punch him and he just looks at you and then flicks you out the door. Mm-hmm. And it's like, shit, shouldn't have punched him. Um, uh, you know, like uh, Wonder Woman is somewhat similar personality except for you believe everything that, that she's going through and what she believes in. Like it's not just a person who is a type of a personality who wants to do good. You believe her motivations because they're very simple. Like – People are inherently good. I want to protect them. Mm-hmm. And there are forces that make people be evil. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like, it, it's, it's very, very simple. And it's like I never once questioned the motivations of Wonder Woman. She's just somebody who's trying to do good. And she is not somebody who got injected with something that made her into this beast of a person who can just kick the shit out of everybody. She doesn't know that she is invulnerable to anything. She she assumes that she's going to die if she walks out and does something, but she feels that she needs to do something important and help anybody she sees suffering. And I think it's it's immediately um, easy to identify with her and to to support her. And like nothing about her personality is annoying. You're just like, yeah, go out there and do that stuff. <laughs> and it's like there there's something about um, – just the journey that this character goes on fighting the same enemy that Captain America's fighting in the same war that Captain America's fighting in. Like, everything is the same about these two characters from these two different extended universes. And I think that Wonder Woman is just more interesting and badass on so many levels compared to what Captain America is. Like, there was never a point in the film where I was like, uh, shut up, Wonder Woman. Like, enough of this. Like, one of the things that <laughs> makes up, it okay. Woman. <laughs> I, I called her by her name. Wonder Woman. No, I no, but know. like, like in like when you watch the Marvel films, like the entire film universe is in on the joke that Captain America is annoying, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there yeah. is a cameo in the second Thor <laughs> film that specifically calls this out. Tony Stark is always making fun of Captain America for being a guy you want to punch in the face because you do. Like, mm-hmm. but in this film, there's like a very. It, it's not some crazy thing you know as carson would say there's no blue laser from space that's coming down trying to destroy the, destroy the planet it's just the war that my, mankind is in that is threatening to destroy the world and uh wonder woman is trying to deal with that you know there's no glowing cubes that give anybody magical powers it's just the world sucks because we as human beings are terrible people and somebody who believes there's inherent good in that is trying to stop a force that may be causing bad things to to go on. And I think that this film in general just has a lot more going for it than Captain America did. And for that, I, I really, really like it. Um, 
uh, I didn't, I didn't, wasn't really bothered by the the long runtime of this film. You know, like obviously we had to get a bunch of these stories. I kind of like the beginning with like the the way this island is hidden from the rest of the world and how that kind of um, I think came Aladdin in. and the King of Thieves did it already. <laughs> oh snap! Shots oh. fired. Um, but no, but like, but 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 I, I I still enjoyed it. I had fun with it. Um, I don't know why Carson hates little children. I mean, I thought the little. I... <laughs> I have nothing against little children. I have just this one little wiener kid. <laughs> I have everything against children who are terrible actors and don't feel like they fit within the movie, like Disney Channel style acting. I feel like, like if this was but, a cartoon not, and the girl delivered the same voice performance as her little like inability to act character did, you'd be totally fine with it. Okay, well that would be a whole different medium. That would be a cartoon, <laughs> so it obviously fit within a very wacky. Very heightened cartoon, and I just want to clarify, I want to say Disney Channel now, like dog on a blog Disney Channel, not Shia LaBeouf, Zac Efron era Disney Channel, <laughs> Lizzie McGuire era Disney Channel, not that, that was the cool one, okay? Those, those are, they're okay. I'll even take Selena Gomez over the kids now. I don't even, can't even name you them, but that's what it feels like. It's like very, it doesn't, like, it's like how you are annoyed by Captain America, because it... It's like earnest, but like not like it's like fake earnest. It's like annoying earnest. Like yeah, like Wonder Woman isn't that. She's very earnest, but you you like you said you believe it. You're like you're on her side. You want her to to kick ass and win. You know. Yeah, yeah. So if they had cat like a good actor, <laughs> I would totally be on board with it. Like fine. Uh, if it was Dakota Fanning like 15 years ago, hell yes, fine. <laughs> Not I feel like if girl. Dakota Fanning does anything, you will be on board with it. I'm sure. Now, her, Elle Fanning, any of the Fannings, better actors yeah. than that girl. <laughs> but so Chris, Chris won't be on board because, you know, she could be her daughter or whatever he said in the, <laughs> when we talked I, about Neon Demon. That the, was the a Fanning callback. family needs to do, like, what, what you do when you're building a new apartment building and people can, like, rent out the apartments before they're ready. Like, people can, like, cast their next daughter before their daughter's born. Like, in five years, you get a discount if you cast a fanning now. Yeah, so anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so all of that is to say that I had a lot of fun with this film. Um, I am very happy that this is a huge, huge, huge ste- step up from uh, Suicide Squad. Um, and uh, haven't, haven't heard that opinion before. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, I mean, like, b- before this film... For obvious reasons, they played the trailer for Justice League, and I still like looking at that. I'm like, oh yikes! Like this still, this still. I'm. I still don't know if Wonder Woman will, will be able to save Justice League. I want Justice. I just don't League. know why Aquaman would have a beard. That feels like so not <laughs> like aerodynamic to me. If why you're does he have five? Why does he have five tridents too, guys? Fucking stupid. <laughs> Even though it's totally in the comics. I'd say it's fucking stupid because I know I don't read things, but I'd say it's fucking stupid. Fucking five tridents. Fuck Zack Snyder. I I don't even know what this five trident thing is. That's a real that's a real thing that people online complained about that that Aquaman has five tridents instead of a, a normal trident that has, you know, obviously three prongs. Like people were bitching about this. First of all, it's just a fucking movie. Secondly, Someone pointed out, like someone who read the comics, like pointed out that that's how it is in the comics. Yet people refuse to refuse that. I don't know why. How, how would you pronounce that? Like a pen to trint? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, all I'm how... saying is the beard didn't look like a guy who swims all the time. 
I feel like you manscape more if you're in the but water all the time. How? Yeah, but he doesn't need the the hydrodynamics, right? Because he just got like special abilities. But serious question: How is the Justice League trailer? How is that any different from the the previous DC movies? Like the this is just oh, I didn't more say it's of... different from the previous DC movies. I'm saying that if you look at that, it just feels like oh, this is going to be Batman v Superman all over again. And when you watch Wonder Woman, this feels like it almost exists in a world where Batman v Superman and uh, freaking Suicide Squad doesn't exist yet. Like it feels like its own thing where it's like, I'm just going to do what I was going to do anyways. And then my character will exist in the other films and we'll see how that carries over. Like it, it, it didn't feel con- concerned with being these very, very dark, gritty films. And, and don't get me wrong. I love, love, love Man of Steel. Yeah, but they're, not dark, dark and and, gritty they're not dark and gritty, though. Like none of these movies have been. They've all been goofy as hell. Like, that's what I don't understand. Man, Man of Steel is an entirely serious film where, like, the stakes are very, very, like, it's dark. Seri- like, it's serious in that, like, comic book nature. It's not serious in the way that, like, the Nolan Batmans are serious. And I'm not I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just, I'm not, that's a not, not a knock against those movies. I'm just saying that they, they're way more, that'd be like saying that, like, you know, 300 is serious or Watchmen is serious. Right? I would say 300 I, is not serious, but it's definitely a tonally dark take on the graphic novel and, genre. And, and I think that Watchmen takes itself very seriously. Like, Except I, for I, that Leonard Cohen song. I, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, there, there are moments that are, are tongue-in-cheek, but I think the film Watchmen as a whole is literally trying to portray what if superheroes were real. And it's yep. trying to it's, – it's, there's a heightened reality to it, but it is deadly serious. <laughs> But there's this, there's that, there's that brooding nature in that movie and like in, even in Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, but like they're not, it's not like dark in the sense that like it's gritty, like I, like I feel like I need to take a shower afterwards, like that kind of dark, like, uh, you know, it's, it does not like that. Like, I, I just feel like the, the, like I said, I feel like Zack Snyder very much set the tone like it's undeniable that he set the tone for these movies like it's even in wonder woman it's the same type of like goofy very comic book stylized tone and i don't know i would say like even just in look though the way wonder woman starts on that island like this bright island with xena princess warrior type people (laughs) it already just tonally even if you're just looking at like the color palette and the feeling you get it feels more bright Right, like it feels lighter and more colorful and more vibrant than, than these things like Gotham is the eternal night, right? And the, these things that feel just more dark and heavy. And yeah. and I get what you're saying. It isn't like these movies take themselves so seriously that you feel depressed afterwards. But they are going for a more a, a tonally more like Frank Miller vibe. Like they're they're going for more of like a a heavyish tone, even if that is meta fun and like you're getting playfulness and campiness in that, but they still are like aiming for something that on its face is more weighty than like the light. Let's all make jokes about each other and like get drunk and see who can lift Thor's hammer attitude that the Marvel <laughs> movies have. And I think too, that you are supposed to be depressed when man of steel ends. Like, I think, I, I don't know. I, I, I may have read way too into the allegory and shit and about like, who Superman is and how the world rejects him and crap like that. But like, I, I think it's fucked up situation. And I think it never tries to be funny. 
at all, ever. <laughs> I think there's funny stuff in it. I don't. I mean, come on, dude. Jesse Eisenberg fed a dude a Jolly Rancher and B- I Batman said Man of Steel, Superman. not Batman v Superman. Okay, well, there's funny stuff in Man of Steel too. Michael Shannon was funny in it. <laughs> I don't think I mean, he that, was supposed to be funny. Joking aside, I mean, there I is, will find him. There is humor in Man of Steel, like. It's not a completely, like, humorless movie. And I'd say that there is definitely humor in that Justice League trailer. You didn't laugh when Ben Affleck says, I'm rich. And when Aquaman shows up and says... I'm I'm drawing a distinction between this and... uh, Anyways, anyways, anyways. There's there's funny things in... Let me say say one last last thing about this film, and then we can talk about more deep stuff and all that jazz. Um, As Carson mentioned... And as Steven mentioned, some people think that this movie gets very wonky in the third act. It does, but I genuinely love it. <laughs> I, 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 Even though it's the exact same as at the end, the end fight in Batman v Superman, this one's way better. The, looks, con- the context for it is way better, yes. Yes, but it does and look the same, though. It literally looks the same, yes. Yes. But I think that both the context and... And uh, the in-universe aspect of it, I thought was great. Um, there is one, like, I, I still fight, you know, Schnazy-style fight uh, between what it would mean for the world if that hadn't have happened. Or sorry, not for the world, but for Diana herself. If those things wouldn't have happened at the end of the film, what would that mean for the way she views the world? I, I, I do kind of like... Um, Without going too much in it, there is a little bit of uh, lately we've or in past episodes we have talked about the context for uh, the film Noah, and I think that there is a little bit of that in this film in theory, but I think that sort of is handled differently by the end of the film, and I kind of would mm-hmm. sort of like to see the story if it sort of the, the blind faith element. Yeah, the blind like the blind faith element would have been uh, even more compelling for this character's journey. But the way it handled everything at the end, I was super on board for, and I I really really enjoyed it. Um, as as close to maybe Batman v Superman as it did potentially seem, I I was I was happy with it. Um, I was happy with the journey that happened, and uh, yeah, I, I had a lot of enjoyment to uh, extract from this film. I I do want to say because I. I mentioned the third act as an example of where the action goes over the top. I still loved the character moments of that third act. And like the action was totally good in that context and powerful and emotional. Like they, they do a good job of giving you this idealized hero and making you believe her earnestness to the point where you also feel this, like the weightiness of good and evil in the world. And you feel what it represents in that moment. So I was totally on board for the third act. I'm only saying like from an action perspective, I don't know what it means when that thing hits that thing. Like I have no idea. I have no idea what the rules are here. Yeah. Uh, and I would agree that. Uh, look, I, I know that I can't convince people that you know these movies are ba- basically have the same tone and everything. But I mean, uh, I do think that yes, the Batman v Superman is a much more ridiculous. Uh, near hallucinatory movie than this movie. Like, this is obviously much more, like, people are going to enjoy this movie. Like, Batman v Superman was definitely, like, 
I get it. It was fucking off the charts. Like, I'm still surprised that they let him make it that way. But, uh, oh, but I did have a follow-up question because you said that, you know, you and I remember you when we talked about Captain America, the first one, but you didn't like Captain America at all. Or maybe it was the second one, obviously. But wait, did you come around on Captain America in the later movies? I can't remember. Uh, I I genuinely like Civil Bro. Um, but it is uh, it is an Avengers film. <laughs> it is not a Captain America film. Like I once Captain America reached the point where he's like struggling with his ideals versus the ideals of the Avengers in general, and like his willingness to um, become sort of the bad guy in order to fulfill, fulfill like that that brought a level of complexity to him where like his his uh, nature is now his fault as opposed to just him being that annoying guy um mm. in the other film so so yeah i have come around to captain america as the character um but but yeah like from the beginning i it, i just was less i i wasn't excited about his his arc and his character like in the first film his biggest thing is that like i want to like be the thing everybody aspires to and then it turns out he's just being used for propaganda he's like oh, sad yeah people aren't but so you were still not on board with him in the second one uh no i think we were all like medium on the second one yeah well no i mean i i think that's i hated that movie like i'm sorry but i mean that was like what that was probably the worst marvel movie is winter soldier <laughs> shots fired um but uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying because nobody's rushing to defend that. <laughs> yeah, I won't fight <laughs> you on that. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, a lot of people think it's the best one. I'm I, like, I'm serious. Um, I, I don't know if I've heard that before, but I'll take uh, your word for it. Uh, yeah, what? Yeah, I mean, just online, I've seen a lot of people say that. But um, use the internet. The internet, man. Um, but no, I just it's funny because like I had the like I had the inverse of that because like i thought like i liked captain america in the first one but then i grew now like he sucks like i don't like him like <laughs> like he just turned like he just turned into a bro who can't you know let his other bro loose fucking bucky like you know and i, I have in spoilers in spoilers i have in spoilers i have more i have another comparison to that but obviously i can't say it right now I, I I do think like so I also enjoyed the period element of the first Captain America movie, um, but I do think Wonder In that Woman Captain America was on his period. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I do think the Wonder Woman does it much better, and part of it is like Wonder Woman pulls from the pathos of war like meaningful heartstrings, like because it it isn't like she is just this magical thing that saved the war or like it's just there as a period aesthetic it's like she is literally going in and seeing us at like the worst of history and you get to kind of see it through the eyes of a naive person who's having this kind of sudden coming of age right of like learning how the world works and i think that is like perfect for a superhero movie that those emotional beats hit great and it makes all of the action feel like yeah like stop those germans from killing people <laughs> like it i mean, it really gets I'm you to root for, for it germans. <laughs> yeah usually usually i'm on the axis side in these stories but Obs. this this pulled me around hail hydra <laughs> i i did really enjoy danny houston uh getting coked out on gas like sniffing it and getting all amped up and uh the the woman who 
<laughs> the woman who was like his the Doctor Poison or Dr. whatever. Doctor Poison, yeah. Yeah, which I thought was funny because she was also wearing like a very similar looking mask in the skin I live in. Because the same actress. So there you let's go. T- let's talk about Doctor Poison for a second because I feel like in no movie ever does weird porcelain mask over half of your face to hide some weird scarring ever look not stupid. Phantom of the Opera? Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Especially, especially the G-Butts version. Extra Um, dumb. But, but you know what I mean though? Like there was never a point where like it, I mean, in the G.I. Joe movies, right? (laughs) Like even, even like, uh, you know, uh, are, are, you, are, you, are you about to say that JGL looks stupid? In I'm G.I. saying Joe. JGL looks silly. I still like him, but I'm just saying that like it looks very silly. It like it never. I don't care how faithful or not faithful it is. You got to be more cinematic with your weird scarring of your people. It just it never looks right. And well, yeah. you're, I think you're in a party of one on this one. I like Doctor Poison. I, I, I like the look. I of don't Dr. like Poison. you body shaming our villains that way. <laughs> I'm not body shaming her. I'm I, I'm costume design shaming the costume designers. I thought it looked cool. I mean, it looked better than uh, Bucky's getup. I thought it gave her this kind of like fragile doll vibe that, yeah, that like fit with that character as a sort of Frankenstein, Doctor Frankenstein type but, villain. Yeah. But also, like, I mean, even JGL and G.I. Joe, like, he fit that movie because that movie is just beyond silly. I mean... Oh, no, no, it, it, it worked in the context of that movie. I just, I, I just mean that, like, in it, it never looks good. Like, it, it always has this weird silliness to it. And, and also, the reveal... Is, we don't even consider this a spoiler. I don't consider this a spoiler. But at some point, you see her without that on. And it's not that horrifying. <laughs> like, it's like beastly. That's what I was comparing it to. I, I just, I, I feel, I feel like if a, if a character, if a character wears something that already looks goofy because they can't stand to have whatever's under that thing be visible, that when it is visible, it better be freaking horrendous because otherwise, like, why are you like, I don't know. Hashtag five tridents. It, it, it was, it was worse than vanilla sky. <laughs> I, I, so worse than the elephant about a man. Fucking mask. I mean, oh man. So I, I think Chris just doesn't like masks. Maybe doesn't <laughs> the, the mask the, is great. The, <laughs> the cinematic look of masks in certain movies. I don't know. That's uh, I don't know. That's for the the new listeners. That's the that's a schnazy gonna schnaze moment for sure. <laughs> schnaze schnaze logic has been activated. I, I guess I would say I didn't feel like it was a reveal that she looked scarred no right? i mean she's 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 dr poison i, I didn't like, think it was played that. as a reveal though it's like played as a moment for the no. character who is witnessing her who what? won't be named but she might be a superhero what? What? to what? see like her <laughs> as a vulnerable person instead of as a villain but wh- when i say it's revealed i just mean not like the reveal like it's not a turn i just mean that like you know you're eventually going to see what it looks like under there and i just feel that when you finally see it what you know you're going to that it's not a reveal it's just the revealing of <laughs> it's not a capital R reveal it's a lowercase yeah. R reveal um, I, I just felt that it it wasn't like yeah I would not want to go on a third date with Chris <laughs> <laughs> swipe left or right or whatever it is I just 
the payoff wasn't good enough. <laughs> I mean, I had I had no problems with the look or of anything of Doctor Poison. I thought her character looked cool, even when it came out. You know, it looked fine to me. I thought it looked cool. I don't know. What are you gonna so, do? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, do do we want to have a quick spoiler segment? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Well, uh, before we get to the spoiler segment, let's go ahead and give our final verdicts for this film, if that's cool, guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Stephen Miller, if you were going to give this a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or must avoid, what would you give it? Oh, total must-see. I mean, like, again, I, I did all that preface about superhero origins just because I feel like glowing 100%-ish reviews might be a little bit much for this or any superhero origin movie just because of all the baggage that comes with it. But, like, this is a great movie and, like, definitely a great superhero movie. Um, I'm happy for it and I'm happy that the DC Universe and female filmmakers, among other things, get to, like, have a thing they can point to and, like, look, we can do something that is, like, a giant hit that is also critically beloved. And, like, I hope the dc cinematic universe keeps it up like this this is great and if they can bring more characters like this in and kind of even not lighten it up it's just make it more i give it some pathos that you can cling to even if they're not light just make it feel like a thing that kids could root for i'm super happy for it so yeah like great movie i'm glad it was made and i'm looking forward to justice league actually i don't think it looks horrible even though the Game of Thrones guy's beard is still weird to me. Just <laughs> <laughs> the guy who's seen two episodes of Game of Thrones. I've seen enough to know what he looks like with a beard. I know, I just, it's just hilarious to me that like you just watched those two episodes and now you're like dropping Game of Thrones references. Ooh, <laughs> that's, how, that's how it works, man. I mean, you didn't see all the Fast and Furious movies and you drop Fast and Furious references. I mean, Yeah, Pot Calling the Cat of Black. Yeah, but I've seen more than I haven't seen. <laughs> well, still... Yeah, anyways, so Carson Patrick, I assume also must-see from you. Uh, definite must-see. Uh, I guess you can you could say this is drink-worthy, but I saw the movie in 70mm. I would suggest that people go see the movie in 70mm because it looks badass. Um, I had to go see it at the Arclight Cinemas. Where Oh, does that mean you actually paid for it? I actually, well, I had a gift card, but yes, I paid for it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I went to sit the Arclight Cinemas where the large popcorns look like a small and you can't get a refill. I mean, get a hold of yourself, Arclight. What's up oh, with that? What's the deal with Arclight? <laughs> um, yeah, I would, but it was cool. Like, uh, it was, it was really cool to see it that way. Um, and I would suggest, uh, if it's playing nearby that way, to see it that way. I, I will say, I just, by happenstance, had to see it in 3D. Don't think you need to see it in 3D. <laughs> I, don't, I don't recall much that was like being added by that format. Yeah, I would imagine it was not worth it. Cool. Well, uh, I will just go ahead and give it a must-see as well. I mean, Dr. Poison's Mask aside... <laughs> It's still worth watching. And it is only on one side. It's the Yondu's, right. it's the Yondu's the stinger thing of the DCU, guys. It's the Yak Arrow. The Yak, Yak Yondu Arrow. <laughs> I was like, what? It's not, stinger thing does not sound right. There's a better word for this. 
Carson Patrick, his brain. <laughs> I feel like it's more like a dart than an arrow. Doesn't he like blow it out? I mean, it, it's it's actually supposed to be an arrow that after he shoots, he can whistle and redirect it. Um, yeah. But anyways. Uh, like my y- penis. <laughs> you whistled or redirected as well? I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more good humor. Uh, but anyways, that is our review for this week. Uh, we are about to take a little tiny break as the music swells up and you listen to And then when we come back and the music fades out, we are going to be in full-blown spoilers for this film. You can hear. He's got it. He's got the movie name. That sounded like the that sounded like the Zeppelin song, whatever the what I can't remember the name of it. The <laughs> that's what that sounds like. It is like. very similar to that song. It's the same song. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, yeah. So we're going to go. We're going to come back. Wonder Woman spoilers in just a moment. All right, you guys. We are back. This is spoiler territory, the after part of our review. We're talking about full-blown spoilers for Wonder Woman. If you have not seen it, you should just get out of here. Go just, watch the movie. Go on, get. Get out of here. Come just, back and listen to this spoiler section. Because we're going to be talking about spoilers. Definitely um, come. Definitely come back. <laughs> Good joke. <laughs> Thanks, Kerman. <laughs> I, I try. I try. I try. Uh... But yes, um, do you want to do good or bad first? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, do we think they're if somebody has good spoiler, they can go. The only the only little one I wanted to do was more of a medium, like neutral, semi bad spoiler. Okay, right, well, we'll, we'll start with the good first, um, so that people don't immediately run and hide. Um, so obviously, the 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 the. the I, as I mentioned earlier, really, really liked the crazy bonker stuff that happened at the end. Um, but I, mean, I guess I'll start with a tiny bit of of maybe a little bit of bad. But uh, basically, as I was saying at the beginning of the review, is that I kind of wish that I could see this film in a context of there being no Ares. And that um, – because you have, you have the big moment where, you know, she stabs our, 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 our guy and she's like, boom, killed Ares. Everything's great. Why is the war not stopping? And I think if that moment lasted through the credits instead of suddenly realizing what's really going on, that wouldn't be a super fucked up movie. And it would be pretty – it would be a pretty incredible moment, right? Like, I mean, if if this character murders this person in what it turns out to be just semi-cold blood, right? Like, she's like, oh, no, I'm I'm here – I'm mostly just breaking things that are killing other people. I'm sort of doing this thing where I'm just trying to help people without actually being this monster myself. And then she just merges this guy straight up, shoves a sword through his heart because she's trying to stop all war on the planet and then realizes that she did nothing. She just straight up murdered this guy. Um, I don't know. I think that would be a very interesting turn in this film and it would be like a kind of whole shit, like oh shit moment for that character. Um, Do you guys agree with that first off before I go on? Danny, sure, Hu- Danny Houston was the portal in this movie that had to be closed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah so I, I, I think that'd be crazy. But anyways, going on, barring that and moving forward, 
I think once we see this character who we kind of see as this kind of like weak old man who's just kind of helping the uh, the the British work on this this treaty, I think the the reveal that he is Ares um, was kind of rad. And I think that like there's a weird thing like usually you see like in King Arthur, you know, like the bad guys like super badass and super tough or whatever. Um, but I think in this it was kind of rad to see like this guy who. It's really the power that makes him strong and not like he's not really an imposing figure before he sort of just unleashes his power. Like, I, I don't know. There's something about the the way he kind of fights her that I was like, hell yeah, I'm, I'm totally excited for this moment to go on. Uh, the the final battle between her and and Ares definitely shares a lot of similarities uh, with the final boss battle in King Arthur in Guy Ritchie's King Arthur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but I mean, Guy Ritchie, like, as we talked about in that review, like, that final battle is, that guy's terrifying as shit. And in this movie, he's not, his his non-terrifyingness is what makes him terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. Like, he, being just this dude who is now wielding all this power, made him seem that much scarier. Because it wasn't a person who was imposing already wielding power. It was a non-threatening person I don't know, something about, like... The I mean, thing- that's a classic Aries behavior, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't know. Do, do, you, do you not agree, Stephen? Like, I, I feel like there's something about a less threatening person doing something threatening that scares me more than a threatening person just sure. being threatening. Well, I mean, I felt he almost played the role of... I'm, I'm blanking on the movies now. There have been movies where there have been Satan-type characters, and they present themselves in this way as, like, a person who is not physically threatening or acting in a threatening way and they're just like calmly reasoning with you and trying to tempt you right yeah and that's kind of the role that he plays here is like the tempter of the earth or like the advocate of yeah yeah the earth being a lost cause uh yeah i mean that totally worked for me i think i think that is more scary than if, if the general and it was clear the general wasn't aries right like if the general had been aries that would have been kind of weird it would have been like a kind of dumb ending yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah. it was clear that he wasn't but if aries had been a character like that then I feel like this movie would have gone over the top in a way that I might have not been on board with. Yeah. yeah. And instead it turned it into more of like a moral dilemma. But it, and I thought that that worked. I, I guess what I kind of expected was that he, he the, the, the main guy still wouldn't be Ares, but because he's taking all these like weird like vape powers that he would – she would still be assuming that he – like – yeah. I, I, I kind of expected him to present the challenge that Ares would present sure. to her, but just using some sort of augmentation from these chemicals and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know. But I, I, I Starting guess, Ares, Saul. Yeah, <laughs> very nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but, so, so you said that, uh, and I agree with the fact that, of what you're saying, that a, a villain who is not, like, over the top, cartoony uh like the one who's like you don't expect him he's kind of just low-key very banal those are the more terrifying villains yeah Mm -hmm. but (laughs) old nick in room fuck that guy what was his deal (laughs) am i right I don't know. I just I don't I, think you're find anyone who's pro old Nick. <laughs> but no, but that that just came to mind because obviously Chris had problems with old Nick and Room, even though I it, that's that I, just the, goes. The way like, you say it, it sounds like his name is Nick and Room. 
but but that just oh you know old man nick and room (laughs) yeah but that just goes against what you just stated though right no no no. the difference is like a guy who's creepy as fuck being creepy as fuck is different than like the person who just seems to be like i just it's different because like there there is a a more like so Going back to King Arthur, which, sorry, Stephen, I know you didn't see, but okay. uh, somebody listening to this did see it. Um, but, like, Jude Law is clearly an evil man yes. who is gaining strength from the power he has over people. So when he starts to wield literal power, they go hand in hand, and you kind of just go like, oh, shit, now he's extra crazy. But this is, like, a person who looks like I could take him <laughs> now wielding a power that shows that he's really more dangerous than he I, I I can't explain it properly, but there there's just like he seems <laughs> miscast, right? Like, but I thought he was perfect. Like mm-hmm. that that's 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 kind of what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't expect him either. I mean I yeah. agree. I agree with the I, fact. I, that... I thought he was evil in some way, but I didn't really expect how. Yeah, I, I do yeah. think that they, you know, uh, I, I kind of jokingly said, but like, definite, like, like King Arthur, that was just that was like completely over the top, like Jude Law and his and his like death metal outfit. But this was like the, the same vibes, you know. <laughs> they like they well, both they both look like they'd be going to like a Guar concert or something, you know. Well, I. I, I... So, so I think I think the real moment of of oh shitness for me, which I mean, obviously it's it's written exactly like this when it's presented to to give you this oh shit moment. But um, so like um, it, it's basically the same moment from the, from the Thor two trailer, right? Where in the Thor two trailer, uh, he throws the hammer, chick catches it and just smashes it to pieces. You're like, not only did she just stop that in midair. She smashed that shit to pieces. Mm-hmm. So the moment in this where, like, she she had a tough moment defeating the general when he was, like, snarfing his stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're, Snarf. <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> like, like that, that battle started off hard for her, and then she just stabs, stabs him right in the chest, and, like, boom, he's gone, right? The, that moment where she tries to do the same thing to this guy who seems weak, and he just, like, literally says, talk to the hand, mm-hmm. and just destroys the weapon she thinks is the god killer. Fucking badass, right? Like, that yeah. moment, I think... I think that's where, like, it sort of lands. We're like, oh, no, this guy's tough shit. I'm totally on board with this. No matter how how weird it seems that he is this guy, like, this is rad. And, oh, shit, she's going to have some trouble right. here. So so this is an okay launching point to my, not negative, but, like, a a plot point that I wasn't totally behind, which is the, the arc that she goes on in the third act, there's kind of like this quick back and forth and back and forth of how she feels with relation to Chris Pine. Yeah. Like first he betrayed her by not letting her stab Ludendorff right away. <laughs> and then she's like, no, don't. Mm. How could you? You let these people die. And then she like rides away and then she stabs Ludendorff. And then Chris Pine is basically right, right? That Ludendorff is not the end to all the problems. Yeah. And then when she sees him, there's yet another like... No, I can't help you. Everything is ruined. I don't want to block. Like, like there's another negative instead of a positive. Like, there's there's another switchback for fake tension, and then like immediately that gets reversed. And I feel like that whole there are like four switchbacks in the span of like ten minutes. And I don't know. I get that she is idealistic, but I don't understand 
when she learns that Ludendorff was not Ares, I don't know why that shatters her worldview. Because I mean, I mean, I I think it's pretty straightforward because the the character is she thinks that the only reason man is bad is because Ares is manipulating them. And when she realized that Ares doesn't exist or, or thinks she has discovered that Ares doesn't exist, she realizes that, oh, man's just that way. Mm-hmm. And so anything she felt towards the virtue of, of uh, Chris Pine's character is evaporated because she's like, oh, wait, all those moments where he did things, that selfishness was in and of himself and not necessarily related to like it's basically she's been fighting for the goodness of man which she has just discovered does not exist at all and Mm -hmm. now she is like well what do i do now i left my home world uh home island probably can never return because that's the way it works and i did it all for this thing i just murdered this dude Mm -hmm. and it turns out but i mean i mean so what's weird to me for that arc is there's no reason then discovering there is an aries would solve it because, like, what she discovers through Ares is exactly what she had just discovered, which is that man is capable of wrong on their own. And she just, like, gets the stakes heightened and then decides to be the good person who fights for goodness instead of evil. But there's no, no like, no, time she... for that to be motivated. Like, if she gave up on man knowing nothing, how come she's not giving up when Ares is like, yeah, they do really suck? But no, so she is deciding... I'm just going to stand here and try to figure out what the hell is going on because this is all pointless anyways. Like mm-hmm. me trying to stop this plane is not going to stop all the hate in the world. So like what am I fighting for? Like it, it's just this level of confusion. It's like no, I'm not going to go with you and do this stuff because I'm not doing it for a good reason because it doesn't help anything in the first place. But then when she realizes Ares is real, Ares is trying to convince her to let everybody die so they can make this perfect utopia and like Garden of Eden or whatever. And she's riling against that specifically. Mm-hmm. Like in that moment, she is not trying to stop the war. She's trying to stop him because she realizes that like he is still corrupting things. Um, uh, so it that like she takes several, several steps. And even in that, she is still only to decide to fight Ares. But then it's only in the context of looking at the sacrifice that Chris Pine is making in relationship to the battle she's going on that gives her the strength to finish that battle. But, like, there is never a complete step to, I'm going to save the world until everything is done, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's – she's still at the point where, oh, man is still bad, but she has found one thing in man. She's found the multipass where she realizes that the key is love and um, – Holds together time and space. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Like, like it's – she never no, – no, in the I course get, of the I, actual story makes I, that I'm not saying leap. like it absolutely makes no sense. It's just like that's one of those things where it felt like they had to they had to squeeze like three switchbacks into a five-minute arc and those just never play over that well for me. Yeah. I, but I, I still liked what followed. I, I liked Chris Pine's sacrifice even though it is like a pointless sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. But still, you know, he wanted to, wanted to go down in glory. I mean it's not – pointless he still saved thousands of lives but like don't you think he could have like whispered to her like hey could you go in that plane real fast and make it not take off like he decided to be the one to do it because that's what he was in the capacity to do but it isn't like he he actually knew that no one else could have so he doesn't know that she is the daughter of zeus right yeah so 
if he were to say, can you go take off in that plane, he'd be sending her to Sacramento. All right, well, like, I'll, I'll give you another thing. When he's up there in the plane, couldn't he, like, try to fly into water or something like that? Couldn't he pull a Batman, so I, you know, I, still in the DC universe? So what they understood was that if they detonate at all, that gas will spread for 50 miles or whatever. So it, it, he had to go somewhere. So he had basically had to fly up high enough that it could burn up in the atmosphere before it rained down and poisoned and killed people. But um, not 50 miles high? Because that'd be like real high. <laughs> he had very little time to come mm. up with this plan. <laughs> I feel See, like this is what? a very, I feel like this is a classic like you know hero. Miller's got a mill. I, no, 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 like, not no, even, not no. I wasn't. I wasn't going there. I was just saying like it's a classic like hero sacrifice trope. You know, sure. like yeah. Bruce Willis has got to stay on the asteroid so it can fucking split. He can detonate the bomb so it can split in half. Like that kind of move. You know, Doc has to hold the pieces together so the lightning strikes the clock at. The yeah. Time. Exactly. Yeah. It's like that kind of deal, which which Hodor and it hits, it hits Hodor, Hodor got a Hodor over there. <laughs> it, it hits that trope totally fine. I'm I'm just lightly teasing it. Uh. Um, but but I mean, I totally bought all of that. I agree with Chris that it was straightforward on that part. But wait, um, well, I, I just want to say that Chris Pine sacrificing himself was the comparison I was thinking of with. Uh, with Captain America one, which is in the sense that like, I appreciated the fact that they killed off Chris Pine. Um, <laughs> just, like I like that. Like I, I like yeah, this gen- is for the finest hours. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely liked the fact that like, cause I wasn't expecting it. Like I thought that, you know, he would obviously stick around and be a, uh, player in future movies. Um, but it makes sense Did why you see them recover the body. But, no, no, but like, I just, I, I just like that aspect that they were willing to kill him off. Like, I feel like in a Marvel movie, he would have showed up at the end in that crowd scene and been like a parachuted out. I'm He'd okay. be like, and then like, I almost thought for a second that he was going to show up. For, I was like, they better not bring this guy back. I'm right. so pissed. Right. Exactly. And I think that, you know, in, like if this were like Captain America, like fucking Chris Pine would have come back as Bucky and been all you know, like that. It would have been like that kind of move, where it's just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, like that's just just let him die, like you know, like again, like there's a, I won't say it because I don't know if Steven has seen it, but there's a character that dies in Guardians, which was the same way, where I was like, I'm glad that character, like they had you know the the balls enough to be like he's gonna die and stay dead. It's not gonna be like a Oh, just kidding. Because I feel like the stakes are, it makes the stakes a lot higher. Um, right. Well, I appreciated that. And I also like, even though I just teased the motivations of why would he do this when there are probably like 50 better ways to make sure the plane doesn't take off. Um, I kind of like the idea that regardless of that, he thinks like the mark I'm going to make on the world is like doing what I can to sacrifice myself, and like this is the best thing I'll ever achieve. So I'm gonna do it. That that kind of felt like a an interesting deep route of like I don't care if Wonder Woman is gonna save the world or not. Like I'm gonna save the day because this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And I, I thought that was a good that that so, was a good moment. Yeah. So speaking of one last thing, real fast. I know Stephen has to go shortly, so he might suddenly jump out uh, in a little bit, but. The one thing this film doesn't quite ad- uh, address is obviously we know that Wonder Woman is in some sort of Wolverine 
type of situation where she's just going to be around forever mm-hmm. and everyone she knows is going to die around her. And this film conveniently escapes that issue by killing off Chris Pine. So yeah. it's sort of like a cheat. Um, I don't know. I, I, I you think feel she like, like didn't meet anyone else the rest of her time in, no, in the no, world. I, I'm just saying that like the the whole thing we're supposed to expect is that the reason she like she literally fifth elements it and realizes that love is the thing that makes man's evilness okay, and the first person that said I love you gets taken from her. So she is not she doesn't have to experience being that person's lifelong in love and then that person dying off and her having to go off and live a life where she realizes that, oh yeah, the thing that I think made humanity worth saving is also the thing that I have to suffer through because they will die always and I will keep on living. Mm-hmm. The film just skates around that issue conveniently by killing off Chris Pine. So I I'm it's harder for me to celebrate that because that's an interesting idea. Like the film starts with her looking at a photo that reminds her of this guy that like in Titanic style, she only knew for like a week of time, mm-hmm. but like is the thing that was the most important memory of hers from that time. But like she avoids growing old with it or him growing old with her and then dying and her having to like, Oh fuck, this is going to happen to me forever or however long Greek gods live. Um, I don't know. There, there's something, the fact that the film completely skates around that issue kind of feels a little bit like a cheat, but, um, but it's I'll, cool. I'll give it the cheat. I, I did enjoy, by the way, the the moment when it shows her memory first with no audio because she couldn't hear amidst all yeah. the explosions. Then it like replayed it again later where she can hear what she's saying. Yeah. That yeah. was cool. And it made me think. Bill Murray should show up in the Marvel movies <laughs> so Scarlett Johansson's character will remember what he said at the end of Lost in Translation. <laughs> nice. But we already know it was Kofefe. Yeah, obviously. Topical. Very, very topical. <laughs> um, but yeah, anybody got any last thoughts about this film? Well, I just wanted... Uh, you briefly said something that and I I guess I either miss this or I'm just dumb or whatever, but um you you said that she is the she's the son of Zeus, but she doesn't da- realize daughter of Zeus. Yes, yeah, son. <laughs> uh, oh god. Um uh, she's the daughter of Zeus, but she doesn't know it. Right? Correct, yeah, yeah. Did they they address that in this movie? Like yeah, I, so, yeah. I know so this she, sounds stupid, she thinks, but she thinks that the sword is the god killer. But when fighting Ares at the end, he informs her that she, the daughter of the queen of the Amazons and mm. Zeus, is actually what the god killer is. So she is the weapon that she thought she was wielding. Um, all, right, all right. Well, there you go. That disproves Stephen's kind of beef with her. Right, because she hmm. she's invincible. Yeah, yeah. So, so the reason no, I- no, that that's the opposite of my my thing is I know she's invincible, and that's why I have trouble caring about the action sequences when oh. it's just her versus another god, right? Yeah, yeah. Because then it becomes like the Marvel movies where I'm like, okay, so how f- high can Captain America fall from? Yeah, and I, and I was just trying to point out pre spoilers that within the context of the story, we have no clue how vulnerable or invulnerable she is. Yeah, I, to right. me, like, the name being Diana already made it kind of, like, her name's Diana, and they keep talking about Zeus, quote, making her from clay. That's, like, some stork bullshit. 
It's a story you tell somebody. <laughs> didn't, didn't help Princess Diana. Yeah. We're talking about Diana Prince here, though. Oh, different, yeah, yeah. Different person. But, okay. Didn't right. Zeus, like, have a kid by, like, raping a goose? I feel like that's, like, in the actual I feel Greek like mythology. You, you listen to some weird nursery rhymes when you were a child. <laughs> it's Mother Goose. Right? Yeah. Mother Goose was raised by, raped by Zeus. I think I think Zeus did did do some raping. And now but she lives in a shoes. Yeah. I don't know about I don't know about geese. Uh, All right, look it up. I'll look it up, and then the government will flag me. Um, all right, I was just I was just I don't know. I guess I was just thinking. Uh, like I just now we're on the same page. I just was like because I just assumed I just figured you know from from what we saw in BVS was that. Like it was already kind of just, you know, common knowledge or whatever that oh she's a god like she's you know invincible and shit and immortal, and in this one it's like yeah we don't really know but we do know you know like I so like I didn't I guess that thought really never crossed my mind that's probably why I didn't catch that moment where he basically reveals that because I was already just like well yeah duh she is a a god she does have these powers. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, should we call it an episode? Yep. All right. Cool. Steven, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? They can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. Carson, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me Googling Zeus rape goose and getting eight weirdest sex things that went down in Greek mythology. Uh... Mm-hmm. Nice. Also, uh, cleverbitch.blogspot.com says five ways that Zeus raped his way to glory. So, um, I don't know. That doesn't answer the Look question. Look for goose. Look That's, for goose. That doesn't answer the question. Uh, looks like it was a swan, though. Oh, come on. Mm. I was close. Mm. Yeah, Zeus close. and goose would rhyme. They're if close. Dr. Seuss wrote the story, that's what uh, he would do. Totally. Yeah. Totally. To- well. And they made Ryan Gosling. Nice. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Baby goose. <laughs> If people want to find me, they can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get all of the back episodes of the show, or some of the back episodes of the show, rather. Um, if you want to figure out when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or like us at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Wonder Woman, so hopefully you are enjoying that. We are going to take off. Uh, leave us a re- review in iTunes if you like us. Give us a recommend in Overcast if you've joined us from there and you've been enjoying the show, because that would greatly help us. And uh, yes, everybody else, we will see you next week. Later. Bye. your name correctly? I didn't hear the way you Gal Gadot. Oh, you're good. That's good? The Gadot can be better. Gadot. More tea at the end. Yeah. Gadot? Yeah. Yeah. I was steered the wrong way. <laughs>